Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Welcome to Healthy Children, where all of our guests are the experts provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're talking about body image and eating disorders. And during this pandemic, it's really can be scary for parents as we see changes in the habits of our children, especially our teen children, because we're sequestered, we're quarantined, online school, eating is a thing. Some kids don't eat at all in the day now. Some kids are eating more and snacking more than they would have at school. When is it a problem? When do you worry that a child's self-esteem, body image may contribute to an eating disorder? What are those red flags? To join us today is Dr. Anisha Abraham. She's board-certified pediatrician, adolescent health specialist with 25 years of global experience and a spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics. Dr. Abraham, it's a pleasure to have you join us again today. I first want to for parents that are listening, I want to kind of set up, set the stage here, as it were. What is considered an eating disorder, and how common are they? Well, thank you, Melanie, for having me on this podcast. And I will just say that there are a variety of eating disorders that are out there uh, to include things like anorexia or bulimia, um, even what we sometimes call an eating disorder not otherwise specified. Um, and probably the most common thing that we see among young people can include issues related to body image and disordered eating as the first steps before one even has an eating disorder or progresses to a truly eating disorder. So being aware of that and understanding that are really important for parents right now. Well, it, it is important. And as the mother of, of a teenage daughter, I know this is something that's on all of our minds at one point or another. Can you explain the difference between anorexia and bulimia? We hear these terms, we hear them, you know, we hear them called disordered eating. We hear all of these terms. Can you tell us what those are? Absolutely. So anorexia generally is a restriction in eating. There will also be a perception of oneself that's very altered from what the reality is. Uh, they may generally think that uh, their weight or their body um, is much larger than truly what it is. Um, also, in many cases, their uh, body weight um, or their body mass index is much lower than what it needs to be for their weight and height. Um, so those are some of the things that go along with anorexia. But again, restriction and a change in perception of what they think their body is in comparison to what actually is uh, truly uh, the reality. Uh, and on the other hand, uh, with bulimia, um, we see that young people may sometimes have a restriction eating, but at many times they will also have uh, purging or binging or other ways to compensate uh, for these behaviors. So I think that's the distinction that we sometimes see with bulimia. And in many cases, this is repetitive. It will happen several times in a week, uh, you know, several times in a month um, when we call this bulimia. Now the red flags, Dr. Abraham, because I think this is one of the most important things we can discuss here today. This can happen to both boys and girls. What are we looking for? If, if our child is an athlete, then maybe, yeah, they're leaning down, they're doing something, eating more protein, whatever it is. But if they're not, or even if they are, 
Well, how do we know? What are we looking for in our children? Well, I think that it's very important for parents to realize that uh, they know their, their children more than anyone else. And certainly if they have a child that is uh, not feeling happy about their body, making comments about their body, one of the questions we ask young people when they come in to see us is when you look at yourself in the mirror, are you happy with it? So again, if a young person is making comments, um, is expressing dissatisfaction, that certainly can be a red flag in terms of some issue related to body image, which could again proceed to an eating disorder. Uh, other signs to be aware of is um, if they um, have friends or peers that are also very concerned about their body or their body image. Um, we do know that in some cases, social media can also in, kind of increase the likelihood that some people may be more likely to um, want to change how they look and, and see. So for certain kids, this can also be an issue. Um, in addition to that, um, what we do know is if someone is perhaps just become a vegan or a vegetarian and they weren't naturally a vegan or a vegetarian, perhaps um, because of cultural or religious reasons, that can be also sometimes a tip off that they're starting to make some changes in their diet or become more restrictive. Uh, if they become a more picky eater, they're complaining all the time of having you know, stomach pain or discomfort when they're eating, they're starting to hide food, um, which could sometimes be an evidence that they're eating a lot at one time and maybe purging afterwards. They're wearing clothing that's really baggy um, to perhaps hide you know, how their body is changing. They may be exercising a lot as a compensation for perhaps the food that they're eating. That may be sometimes a tip off as well. Um, so these are some things to be aware of. Um, certainly if a, a, you have a young girl that's lost her periods, um, that can be an alarming sign that they've restricted so much that they're not having regular periods. So these are some things just to be thinking about in terms of warning signs and when you may want to talk to a pediatrician. So before we do that and, and speak about what parents can do and what pediatricians and mental health professionals, how the help is available, give us some healthy ways. I'm an exercise physiologist, Dr. Abraham. So I've known long ago that when I look at myself, and I would normally negative self-talk myself and, ugh, look at my legs, my God, I'm so fat, or, you know, when did I get like this? I, you know, I, I can think these things, but around my children, there's healthy ways to talk about weight and to say, look at how strong I look, or, you know, the, the different ways that we can talk about healthy body image and healthy body weight. So give us some of your best advice. Well, as a pediatrician, I spend a lot of time talking to young people about the importance of thinking about what's on the inside as opposed to what's on the outside, and also coming back to what are your child or teenager's unique strengths or abilities. And I think that's a really important thing for parents to consider when they're working with kids that are not feeling good about themselves, have a low self-esteem, are making comments about their weight, are you know exercising too much that becomes only the focus or they're starting to restrict or change their intake. It's again, trying to make that refocus about what their strengths are, what their unique qualities are, as opposed to appearance. It's very true. That's really good advice. Now, if we do spot some of those red flags that you mentioned, and we call our pediatrician, what's the next step? What, what kind of treatment options are available for our children? And how can parents help? So I believe the next steps for parents are to ensure that they're talking to their kids about how they're feeling about their bodies, checking in to make sure that they're feeling good, 
um, that they're not receiving pressure from friends or from other sources to perhaps change their body. I also will tell parents that um, young people are very sensitive to the messages that they're even getting from their own family members. So if a mother or father is making comments about their own weight or the fact that they need to diet or that they're constantly exercising to change their weight, sometimes that can affect young people and also their own perception of themselves. So being aware of that, um, being aware of comments that they may make about a teenager's shape or change in shape is really uh, something to be aware of and, and to be sensitive and thoughtful about. Um, in terms of when you need to get a young person in for help, uh, clearly if they are expressing that they're unhappy, um, they are starting to restrict their intake, they are having any evidence of either vomiting or using laxatives or over-exercising in a way that's not healthy, those are certainly reasons that you may want to reach out to your pediatrician, to a health provider, to consider getting a nutritionist or a counselor to be involved. And I can't stress how important it is to get a person involved early on if you have any concerns. I've certainly taken care of enough young adolescent patients that have come in for very significant eating disorders where this has been going on for some time. And again, if we can intervene early and change that perception of how a young person feels about themselves, can certainly be very helpful before it really becomes a significant issue and they need to be coming in for more severe you know, attention or medical care, or even hospitalization. So scary to think about because as a parent, you feel pretty helpless in this case. And so as we wrap up, what would you like to be the most important takeaway from disordered eating, our boys and our girls, body image, all of these things that go through teenage years, there's so much self-esteem happening. And during this pandemic, some kids are feeling it more than others. So what would you like parents to know about helping their kids through this very difficult, unprecedented time and keeping an eye out for those really incredibly important red flags that you mentioned? I would end by saying that the pandemic has really increased the number of young people that we're seeing with anxiety and depression and also eating uh, disordered behavior. And it's so important for parents and caregivers to be attuned to these issues that I've talked about in terms of, again, restricting, being uh, more picky in terms of what they're eating, uh, feeling self-conscious about uh, body image, and ensuring that they have conversations with their kids about how they're feeling ensuring that they try to again switch that focus from what's on the outside to the inside and not delaying and not feeling embarrassed to get additional help and support. Many of the providers are now doing virtual evaluation. So if that makes it easier to check in and have a conversation, then feel free to do that. But uh, again, not to delay and to make sure that you get someone else involved in terms of getting help for your child or adolescent. It's great information. Thank you so much, Dr. Abraham, for joining us and sharing your incredible expertise from your many years of working with adolescents really all over the world. So thank you so much for coming on and, and helping us with this very important topic. You can get more information from the AAP and Healthy Children at healthychildren.org and aap.org. If you're concerned, remember, call your pediatrician. If any of those red flags that Dr. Abraham mentioned today, if any of them, if you see them with your children, 
make sure that you call your pediatrician because they are helping us to raise our children safely. They are the gold standard. Really just amazing. If you're a mom like I am, you know, you just love your pediatrician. So thank you so much again for listening. Please share this show with your friends and family on your social channels. That way we're learning from the experts at the AAP together. You can listen at Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, everywhere that podcasts are played, but we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. So for Radio MD, Healthy Children and the American Academy of Pediatrics, I'm Melanie Cole. Stay well.